1: Hello, and welcome to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Building a Business While Working a Full-Time Job, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at A-B-and-P.com. Now, let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Tisha Marie Pelletier is the Chief Experience Officer of Tisha Marie Enterprises, inspiring entrepreneurs to get out of their own headspace and make their vision happen through business mentoring, professional speaking, personal brand building, her online course, the Startup Entrepreneur Academy, a startup business grant, and her live events. Tisha is also the host of the Success Over Struggle podcast, a Venture Devil mentor at Arizona State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Department, and an author. Meet Tisha at tishamarie.com to learn more, catch up on her weekly rule of life lessons on her blog, and to schedule a virtual latte. So Tisha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Candy. It's great to be here today with you. Well, I wanted to have you give just a little bit more of your background and what prompted you to start your own business before we get into the actual topic.
2: Sure. Well, so I've been an entrepreneur since 2004. And um, as I mentioned, I'm a venture double ASU. I also went to ASU and had this whole plan for my life, like a lot of us do, of what we want to be when we grow up. And I was... I was dead set. I was wanting to be an anchor woman, Connie Chung, <laughs> to be oh, nice. <laughs> to be precise. And and honestly, when I got to my senior year of college, we had, you know, we, there's always that one speaker, that one teacher that that tells you straight and, and, you know, you start to change the path for your life. And for me, that happened in one hour. You know, in one hour, we had this amazing speaker that came in and shared just the ins and outs of the industry and how cutthroat and competitive it is. And everything that I thought that I wanted immediately diminished within that one hour. And Mm -hmm. when I was going to ASU, I started taking more business classes, marketing classes, which eventually became my first business in 2004. So I worked for a couple of ad agencies, decided enough was enough. I think we all reached that point in our life and um, decided, Hey, I'm going to give this entrepreneurship thing a shot. And in 2004, after um, getting married that year, decided to take a leap of faith and became my own boss, and mm. have done that since then. And I, I mean, you know my story a little bit more, but I've gone through so many pivots, but it's 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 been quite the ride with a lot of experiences and rule of life lessons and tons of adventures.
1: Right. Well, and I know you've had a lot of businesses. We don't have a lot of time, you know, today to talk about that because the show is only an hour. But you just mentioned that you've had like lots of pivots and recently you just pivoted again and you're building your own personal brand with Tisha Marie Enterprises. So can you just talk about that transition and what that was like for you?
2: Sure. Well, I was running, I was running three businesses at the time and having young children. I had, you know, I have two children now. I have an 11 year old and an 8 year old. And I think you just, again, get to a point where your heart and your head don't mesh and you're like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is really the purpose or what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. I feel like I had already hit a lot of those milestones and those challenges and I was looking for something different. And at the advice of a business coach, she had suggested, hey, Tisha, why don't you build your personal brand, which I thought was just the craziest idea ever, you know, when she Mm -hmm. first told me. But it made so much sense to me in that because I like different challenges and I like to be able to try new things, this allowed me to pivot under my own umbrella and not Mm -hmm. lose a sense of who I am in the process. So as I'm building a personal brand, I'm getting able to, I'm, I'm able to try to fail, to learn, to pick myself back up and eventually found that the things that I love to do are professional speaking, business mentoring, hosting live events, and so on. So everything that I had done in my past really, you know, still plays a big part in what I do now. It's just I decided what I want to do and what I could really say no to.
1: Right. That's perfect. And all those things you've done in the past have led you to where you are now. And, you know, we all have our experiences that we can look back on and sometimes wonder why we do it. But when you look back, you're like, oh, that's why, because it got me to where I am today. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So- So today, of course, we want to talk about, you know, entrepreneurs launching their business. So I would love for you to explain how you help aspiring entrepreneurs to launch their businesses.
2: Sure. Well, through a lot of the business mentoring I do, especially with ASU, I'm working specifically with startups who have an idea but haven't yet launched it. Like they have this brilliant idea but they're not sure what are those next steps to take. So it it really Mm -hmm. is about building the foundation of your business, you know, coming up with your idea, but then what's the next step and what's the next step. So I help those entrepreneurs just get really clear on what their vision is, create that vision. So it's essentially like, let's come up with the why and the what, and then let's back it it out with the how. So then Mm -hmm. coming back to them with the action steps that they need to take in somewhat of an order, so that they can start moving on that path of success and not second guessing themselves. So I do this with a lot of entrepreneurs, like I mentioned, at the university level, but also for a lot of entrepreneurs that are just starting out who maybe they're in their second or third career. Maybe they've decided corporate America is not my thing. Maybe they've been let go. And now entrepreneurship is the answer for them right now.
1: Right. Well, I think, you know, with everything going on right now too, some people, you know, haven't been able to work for a while or, you know, maybe they had an idea that they wanted to become an entrepreneur, but they were afraid because I won't have as much time with my career or things like that, too. And now if they're not working as much, it's the perfect time because they have time on their hands. So mm-hmm. I would just love to hear, you know, kind of your encouragement to them, even maybe during this time where people might be thinking, oh, it's a pandemic, it's a terrible time to start a business. But what would you say to encourage them to take that step?
2: I think always just having that positive mindset and having that I can do this attitude is is really helpful in anything that you do. It doesn't matter if it's just entrepreneurship. But time, I mean, when we're when we're in business, especially when we're just starting out, time is what we've got. Right. Maybe Mm -hmm. we don't have the funds or the resources in that regard, but we have the time. And so the time that we have, we can be using that time to learn, to surround ourselves with people who are further ahead in the game or to figure out what are those resources that are going to help us keep leveling up in our business. So I don't always say that, hey, let's just use this as an excuse that we're not going to make this work. It's not going to happen. You really have to look at it with a more positive mindset of, okay, I am going to do this and this is the first step. I would say, too, that a lot of people fear starting a business because they don't feel they have the skills, they don't feel like they have the resources in place, or maybe they're not as far along in their achievements. But I look at, like I was sharing with you earlier, look at all of the collective experience that you've had throughout your years in business and your career, because a lot of that will still carry over when you're in business for yourself.
1: Right. That's so true. I mean, I do think it's helpful for people to have some things like if they have never taken any type of business class, it's good if you can take something like that just to get a little bit more background on there. But it's true, especially if you're starting something that's just been a passion of yours, and you've done it for a long time, or maybe you've done it for another company, and you have the experience, you still have the skills, you just have to start applying it into your new business.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And there's, I mean, there's so many resources out there. You could type in something into Google and, you know, millions of, of um, articles and videos would pop up as well. So I don't think that, well, I'd, I can't learn this stuff as an excuse. That's just a big right. excuse. There's plenty of things that you can be doing to keep furthering your business and your career.
1: Right. And I think we've just started to touch on this a little bit about encouraging people to, you know, start their business now, but then what is your prediction then for entrepreneurship given all that's happening right now in the world?
2: Well, honestly, my prediction is that more and more people that I'm coming across are at that point where they've been let go of their job that they thought they'd have for 20 more years, you know, and and they are at that point where they're they have to make that decision. It's either I go back and get a job and those those aren't around as much, you know, we're Mm -hmm. seeing that that trend, or it's, I'm just going to go with this, and I'm going to see where this takes me. And I feel like I was at I was at that crossroads, too, back in 2004. I had just left my company, the ad agency I was working with, and I had another opportunity lined up that fell through. Mm-hmm. And it was either, okay, I go find another job, or I do this. And right. i was faced with that decision. And I feel like a lot of people are faced at that crossroads, too, of, I'm either going to do this on my own and have that security that I'll never be able to fire myself <laughs> right? or I'm going to go back to a job and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully have the security that I need until I retire. And to me, right. that's that's like wishful thinking at this point.
1: Right. And especially right now, we know the job market is so different than it was at the beginning of the year. You know, there's not a lot available right now. And so, like you said, right now is probably a good time to really just start looking at, you know, what can I do? How can I start that business? Because again, you said people have time and that's what they really need to have. So, it's a great opportunity to really take something that maybe has been percolating in your mind and, you know, what can you do to really start that business and, you know, not have to spend a lot of money, you know, on it because right now time's, you know, are tough. Mm -hmm. If people aren't working, they don't have a lot of cash, but there's a lot of things people can do to really start that business without having to have a major capital, you know, amount of money available. Um, You know, but I know talking about, you know, money, I know you said you're offering a business grant for a startup. So first of all, I'd love to know what even started this movement and your annual tradition,
2: so, of course, in 2010, um, I mean, you know this from being part of my my past, too. I was getting ready to launch a business called the Mom E-Club. And I mm-hmm. had just had my son, you know, in 2008. It was a downturn of the economy. I'm having a baby. I thought I had my plan figured out, and it all went to the wayside, much like we are mm. in today. <laughs> right. You know, and and I was really trying to find my tribe. I wanted to surround myself with other mom entrepreneurs who were in the same boat as I was, you know, they were building a Mm -hmm. business, they were having children, they were trying to figure it out. And I had gone to different networking groups and was like, this isn't for me. There's, there's nothing out there for me. What am I looking for? And it just so happened that, um, that I saw this opportunity for a grant out of Florida and it was the mom entrepreneur grant. And I immediately, you know, filled out the application and just didn't even think about it until I found out later that fall that I was given this grant. And it was $500 in cash, but it was also $1,500 in different resources like Facebook, you know, social media mm-hmm. set up and all of that. So I was just getting going with the mom e-club in 2010 when I won this grant. And I remember that feeling that I had when I saw that notification come through that I'd won this money and this, this amazing opportunity, it was like winning the lottery. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like there's no other better explanation, just happy dancing, shouting from the rooftops, you know, that I got this. And, and, And it just really solidified that I was on the right path of where I needed to be at that time and what I needed to do as far as my purpose in building community. And when I checked back in with the woman who awarded me the grant, her name was Heather, she said, the reason why we chose you as our grant recipient was because your business was all about helping other people succeed. Mm -hmm. And I kept that as my mission ever since, you know, helping people succeed, getting them out of their own way, having them have a community of people they can rely on and trust. And so when I created the Mommy Club, I just vowed to myself that I remember how I felt. Now I want to pass the torch to other people. So even for years, I was giving a grant through the Mommy Club. I usually had a sponsor. But in 2018, I decided I'm going to just personally fund this grant and make it more of a startup business grant because I know how hard it is to start a business without the funding and the resources that you need to get going. You know, mm-hmm. I know that that's going to stop, stop people in their tracks before they even get started. And so I put out this call for the startup business grant and I had over 100 applicants all around the country and and actually gave it to a gentleman out of North Carolina who was starting his community coffee shop called the American Bean. And now with the time that we're in, you know, with this pandemic, it really came back to me. I took a year off last year and this year decided, you know what? It's a new decade. It's 2020. None of us could have expected this. But if I can help another (laughs) individual feel that same way and give that grant, then I'm going to do it. And you being, right. you know, an accountant, CP, you know that September 15th is estimated tax day, while it right. also happens to be my birthday. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, is it a blessing or is it a curse? And so to flip the script and make it more of a positive message in my life, I was like, you know what, I'm kind of tired of writing that check to the government every year on my birthday. Why not give my grant on this day every single year? And that's Mm -hmm. what kicked it off for this year. And so September 15th, I announced who the recipient is. And rather than having it be just a U.S.-based grant, it's now gone global. So I'm getting applications in from all over the world.
1: Wow and I know we will have you share that you know (laughs) how people can apply for that you know at the end of the show as well Um, but I just want to say that I think that's amazing too because there are so many things you know that come up that people don't realize it's going to cost you know this much and they're running out of funds sometimes and just getting a little bit extra whether it's 500, 1000, 2000, 5000 whatever that number is you know it's always super helpful to just have that little extra that comes in so I know anyone who receives that is going to you know be very appreciative of your wanting to make a difference and i think like i said your experience of having done startups quite a few times you know what it's like you know to kind of be there and understand where they're at and to be able to give back in that way i think is amazing
2: thank you and you know the cool thing about it is i'm very big into collaborations and as soon as i started sharing this I had companies coming out of the woodwork saying, how can we help you help your recipient? And that's mm-hmm. that's been true every single year I've done it. So it's not just the $500 in the seat to my startup entrepreneur academy. Now I have other companies that are like, I want to give more consulting. I want to give this program that we have. I want to give this. So it's, it's becoming this bigger thing than just me, which right. is the coolest thing to watch, you know, from the sidelines of, wow, all of these other companies are stepping up to help this individual right. get their
1: start. Uh, Like I said, that's so important. And even if it's not like cash dollars per se, it's still valuable because it's giving them an education on how to do something or it's giving them a resource that can help them be successful. So definitely well Mm -hmm. worth it. Well, believe it or not, it's actually time for us to take a break. Uh, So when we come back, we're going to continue to chat with Tisha about how to get started in business and the essentials that you need to succeed. You're listening to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Today we live in a truly global
2: environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: access all the time you are listening to biz help for you if you have a question or comment about the show send us an email to media at a b and that's media at a b a n d now back to biz help for you
1: welcome back to biz help for you with candy messer In the last segment, Tisha Pelletier told us about her background and how she got into helping entrepreneurs launch their businesses. Now, let's continue our discussion. So, Tisha, I would love to hear from your experience in the startup world. What essentials do you feel startups need to possess? Sure.
2: Well, and I wouldn't just say startups, I would say business owners in general. So it doesn't matter if you're startup or established, these are all things that we can all be utilizing. So I would say that the first thing for me always integrity, you know, you need that integrity Mm -hmm. in your business, you always need to be doing the right thing and putting putting other people first as well. Um, grit, you know, that we need grit. This is, this is a, this is a roller coaster <laughs> that we ultimately right. board. There's a lot of ups, downs, de loops, you know, like the bottom falls out sometimes. <laughs> like you just, you have to be willing to get back up and have that resilience and just bounce back. And especially now in the times that we're in, this isn't the time to just close shop. This is the time to say, okay, how am I going to pivot? How am I going to adapt? And how am I going to get through this? You mm-hmm. know? Um, so, and, and, and doing that, what we need is also that positive can do attitude uh, the other thing I would say is is always be willing to learn. Um, when people say they're experts, I kind of question that because I'm like, I don't know if you can be an expert in everything. But if you are always constantly learning and looking for ways to learn and improve, then that just goes such a long way as well. Mm-hmm. I true. would also say, Candy, that investing in yourself. I find that a lot of entrepreneurs, they they hold back on investing in themselves, whether that's taking a course or learning something new or whatnot, because they don't know if they'll ever get that investment back. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the wrong way of thinking, because if you invest in yourself, you're ultimately going to get better at your craft and what you do. And that's yep. how you succeed. You know, so yep. this whole, well, I can't invest back because I don't know, like it's, it's worth it. It is worth it. It's worth it to always invest in yourself. I've always asked this question. If you won't invest in you, then who's going to invest in you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well. That's a great point. And mm-hmm.
2: The other thing, I mean, and I have to say this, I've got to throw this in because I do it for a living, but mentoring. I it's. Mm-hmm. I know that when we get into entrepreneurship, it can be very isolating where we feel like we have to know all the answers, but there are so many resources out there and so many people that are willing to help. And even free, like free services like Small Business Development Center, I know they offer Free mentoring for anybody that needs it as well. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: several essentials that are out there that we can all take advantage of and possess as we keep moving forward in business.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And, and like I had said earlier, too, I mean, sometimes just having, you know, a business class or something, but if you don't have the chance to take a class and having that mentor who can help you through it, whether it's the SBDC, like you mentioned, or SCORE, or someone who's been in your industry who just, you know, has made the mistakes themselves, and they can help you through that, I think is important, because that's one of the things I do see sometimes is that, you know, people have experience in what they do, but they don't necessarily know all the business side of things. And That's where they make some of the mistakes. And so if you can avoid those through having someone else encourage you and help you through those, I think that's really important. Mm
2: -hmm. I agree. And I think when you have a mentor or even a coach, what you really need is fresh perspective. I've always said that I'm way too close to my ideas. Sometimes that maybe I don't see what I need to be seeing. But Mm -hmm. if I'm able to explain that to someone who has no vested interest, they're just there to help me it becomes so much clearer what I need to do just in one conversation. And I love that. I love being able to, you know, be on the other side of things, watching watching one of my clients or students and the, just the aha moment comes on. You know, they're like, oh, my gosh, right. that's exactly what I needed. And it's like, yeah, like the worst place you can be is stuck. So let's keep right. moving you forward. And, and that sometimes that requires another person to come in and help you
1: hmm Well, and as you were talking, that reminds me too, I'm in a, uh, basically like a mastermind group. I've been in that group for many, many years. And even if you don't have like that one mentor, if you can find like a mastermind group that has other entrepreneurs in there too, they may not be in your industry, but they have experienced a lot of the same things too. And sometimes when you're just talking about one of your challenges, they're able to give you that feedback too, that can help you as well. So all of those are great resources. Yes, absolutely. So I know you've written a couple books about your journey. Can you tell us what they're about?
2: They honestly are my whole story. So the first book I wrote, When the Universe Throws a Curveball, was released back in 2010. And I had already had my son, Caleb. And I wanted to, I ultimately wrote the books, can be for my kids. So I have two kids. I have an 11-year-old son, Caleb, and an 8-year-old daughter, Ellie. And part of my This Is How I Leave a Legacy is writing those stories for my kids to always my insight, but for also for me to remember those stories. You know, it's been a long time since I've had some of those adventures. And I wanted to start right where I, I started my business. So back in 2004, I shared, you know, very publicly how when I left this ad agency, I wasn't treated with the most respect and how I had to really pick myself back up. So it really starts off with conflict and follows my journey up until 2017 when I released the last book, What Are the Odds? And all of the experiences that I've had, not just in business, but in life, in motherhood, and being a wife, and just all of the above. Mm-hmm. So you really get a good sense of my character and how I deal with certain things and how I pick myself back up and how I keep going. So mm-hmm. it's, it's its a great story. It's definitely, you know, this inspirational, motivational story. And, and it's helped me craft those stories to be able to share even when I'm doing more professional speaking.
1: Right. And probably helps you because you've been there and done that and shared your story. Again, it helps those who are maybe just starting out understanding, you know, you've made some of the same mistakes that, you know, other people, you know, have made. We all make mistakes, but if we can learn from each other, I think that's helpful. Yes.
2: Yes. If I can help you avoid a mistake that I made, then to me, that was that was why I did it. You know, that's that solidifies to me that that was worth it. It was worth it for me to share and write that story if it helps you on your journey.
1: Right, exactly. And I know we did start touching on resources and we said the SBDC or, or mastermind or, you know, some other things, coaching or things, but are there other specific resources that you would recommend? So if someone is thinking of starting, maybe they haven't started, or maybe they've been in business for, you know, less than a year and maybe they're struggling right now because they're not figuring out, you know, their pricing correctly or their marketing or or different things. Like what would you recommend to someone who's just really trying to make a go but they're just having a hard time?
2: Well, you 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 know, we talked about S B D C score, of course you shared as well. Um, I always I always find networking really helps me, like when I'm in different groups and can hear from other people. And then that's how you start to develop relationships. You know, entrepreneurship is not this board the roller coaster by yourself. This mm-hmm. is hey, you're boarding it with a lot of other people who are doing what you're doing, and we're all at different stages in our business. So what I've even found has been helpful for me is, I know on Facebook, there's tons of entrepreneurship-type groups, some better than others, but you can really get a sense of where people are and how you can help them and vice versa. So asking Mm -hmm. questions of, how do I do this, or I'm really stuck here, when you ask the question, then people will always answer People will always jump in because they want to support you, even if they don't know you. They want to see you succeed. Right. So groups are a great thing, networking Mm -hmm. groups, you know, if you want to meet people online or in person, there's a lot of online networking groups going on as well.
1: Right. Well, that's what I was going to say right now, too. I think one of the benefits, actually, of the COVID-19, if we want to look at, you know, uh, there is a positive on this site, even though it doesn't seem like Mm -hmm. it all the time, is Because we can't really meet in person right now, there are so many resources that are available now. A lot of people are doing some online, you know, groups or things like that too. So you don't have to find something that's just in your local area anymore. So it's not about Mm -hmm. going to your local chamber, although, you know, that's great too, you know, or something that's just in your town, you can find resources all over the place now that can help you meet your needs. So I think that's one thing that would really be beneficial and some things might, you know, cost, but there's probably still some other resources out there that are, you know, no cost or very low cost right now just to help, you know, uh, someone starting Right.
2: And if I can share a quick resource just to piggyback on that, I host live events in Phoenix. And of course, that went to, you know, to the wayside when COVID hit. So it's been postponed and I'm not sure when it's coming back or if it's coming back. The one thing that I will say is I was given an opportunity to start co-hosting a group called Happy Neighborhood Project. And they're out of California, but they're growing worldwide. And so every single week, they probably have about 30 different meetings going on all Zoom-based, using the breakout session where you can actually meet people but not be intimidated where you're in a room with 100 Mm -hmm. people, where you're actually in a room with maybe five or six people that you can have honest conversations with, you can ask them questions, and, and it's free, completely free. So I host that every Thursday at 11, but I know there's several groups going on throughout the week that people can jump into and get to meet some really great people.
1: Okay, so when we get to the last segment, too, when I ask for uh, how people can connect with you or other resources, too, make sure you mention how people can find that, too, Um, so that would be great. (laughs) I want to make sure that the entrepreneurs who are starting out have access to lots of different information, you know, to help them. Of course, you know, my whole goal with even having this show is to give people resources and tips and help them be successful and, you know, to avoid some of the problems that they might, you know, turn into if they're, you know, not having what they need. So, uh, so that's why I appreciate that you're here to even help, you know, those startups and give them the tips. Sure. So, Someone comes to you then and says, "Hey, I want to start my business. You know what is a piece of advice that you would actually recommend to that new business owner?" Oh, yes.
2: Here it is. Perfection is overrated.
1: <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> I
2: think a lot of us I think a lot of us we will put the brakes on things because we're like, "Ah, it's not perfect. The website's not perfect. The logo's not perfect." And honestly, it doesn't even matter. The fact that you just get started is what really, really matters. Because as I've shared, even in this this you know this radio show that we're on, I've I've pivoted a ton. My mm-hmm. logo has changed a ton. You know, my um, my website has changed a ton. My services have changed, and that's what I want to share with people. I mean, I'm working with a client right now. One of my students at ASU, and he was creating a product candy, and he doesn't have there's not enough supply for what he's trying to create. Mm. So he created it and then was like, "Whoa, what am I going to do? I can't manufacture these. And they were, they're great problems to have, but now he really had to pivot. So I want people to understand that pivoting is not a bad thing. Pivoting is essential when you're in business. You're ultimately going to pivot more times than one, you know, Mm -hmm. but you've got to get started first and then iterate as you go. And you
1: will, trust me, you will. (laughs) Well, and I think when you're talking about, you know, that perfection, I think, you know, there's this, you know, concept that we hear all the time, too, is, you know, you have to have it where you're looking the part, you know, and I think that's where sometimes we're afraid to put something out too soon, because it doesn't look, you know, at the professional level or different things. But like you said, it's like, you just need to kind of get it to good enough, you know, and get it out there, at least to start, and you can always change it later. Uh, But I heard someone say once, I don't remember now who it is, but they said the P in perfection is poison. And I thought, you know, mm. that's really true. But I think, you know, when you hear sometimes, whether it's a business coach or someone saying, well, you know, you need to make sure that your website looks professional enough. If it looks too, you know, just like mom and poppy kind of thing, people may not want to use your services or something. And so I think that's where some of that fear comes from, where I have to sure. have this perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree, too. But, you know, at the same time, like, I think that better, you know, done is better than not done at all. So if you have it, knowing that's work in progress, like I say it all the time, I'm imperfectly perfect and a work in progress. And -hmm. I think that if we can all just say that authentically, that we are a work in progress, everybody, like people show you grace with that, too. You know, right. you don't always have to have it 100% figured out looking beautifully all the single all the time. But knowing that, you know what, this is where I get started and just keep watching it unfold. It's, it's going right. to like, I remember my first website, I was like, oh, I love this. And then months and months later, I was like, I don't know if I like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, but it got me to move with what I really wanted and how I wanted to change it up.
1: Yeah, so, that's so starting
2: true. I- is better than not starting at all.
1: Right. And there are some templates out there that you can find that are relatively easy just to get a website up at first. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, it may not be super flashy or something, but that's okay. You know, just getting the information. I remember, you know, when I hadn't had a website, I don't even remember what year this was, but it was probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago at least. And my husband decided to surprise me and he put together a website overnight for me i was so happy i was like this is awesome <laughs> you know and then <laughs> someone stole the whole concept named their business almost the same as mine. And then I was like really annoyed. And then I paid someone to do, you know, the whole, you know, just for me type of thing. But it was nice to actually have something at first. So, you know, someone told me, well, you should actually be grateful that you had such a great thing that they decided to take it for themselves, you know, so it was getting the (laughs) message out. But I was like, no, but, you know, you do it, you have to, right. And then again, you can change it over time. You know, as like you said, you might pivot your business or you might add a new service or you might just have, you know, resources available now that you could actually update that website or something. But just trying to get something out there where people can find you because they're not going to be able to work with you if they can't find you.
2: Right. And what you just said right now, Candy, is you really have to work with what you've got. You know, whatever Mm -hmm. you
1: have in your arsenal right
2: now, you have all the tools you need to get it going. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I firmly believe in that.
1: Right. Like you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You know, yeah, we figure it out as we go. And that's okay. And we just, as you said, we just kind of take those steps and as we're coming across something and we find here's something else we need to do, then we can do it. But also don't have to feel like you have to have every single thing done before you launch that business, right? You know, I've known Mm -hmm. people who have said they're putting a product together. They don't even have it available and ready yet, but they're launching and getting the marketing Mm -hmm. done because it takes a while to actually get the customers to find you. So just starting doing something, whether it's social media, posting, blogging, you know, email newsletter, you know, have something that you could start doing.
2: Well, and I would say back to the tip I shared of, you know, having the vision and knowing the, you know, the what and backing out with the how. So Mm -hmm. I would encourage people to say that too. Like I am doing this and then figure it out and start moving into action, you know, mm-hmm. if you put it out there, if you're that person that is, you know, a sayer and a doer, that's going to move you into into gear. Like you're going to start moving forward because you're getting excited about that, that step, about getting right. to that actual vision that you had for yourself. So mm-hmm. I love that people are like, I'm creating this product. Well, I don't even have it yet, but I'm going to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: And then as you're accomplishing those things, you're I'm getting motivated. <laughs> you know, you want to continue yes, yes. when you see something
0: accomplished. It's-
2: It's very self-motivating, especially when you take those baby steps and strides and you're like, I did it. Okay, next move, next move, next move. Like, that's very motivating.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, well, we're actually pretty close to our break time. So, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now to head to commercial. Be sure to hang around to hear more from Tisha Pelletier of Tisha Marie Enterprises on how to get started in business. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break.
0: Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to BizHelp For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at a-b-a-n-d-p.com. Now, back to BizHelp For You.
1: Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today I'm chatting with Tisha Pelletier of Tisha Marie Enterprises. Let's find out a bit more information on what you can do to launch a successful business. So, Tisha, I know we were talking about resources before this break, um, but I would love to find out from you what books would you recommend that startups read when they are getting started?
2: Sure. The one book that I highly recommend, it's the one that I read when I first started, was a book called E-Myth Revisited. Mm-hmm. And it really went into... Have you ever read that, Candy? Yes, read that that's book? a
1: good one. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, it's a great one. I almost feel like I need to reread it. You know, I always want to reread these books from years ago. And I loved it because it really did point out the traits that you need, that you need discipline, that not everybody is an entrepreneur, which is very true. I meet people mm-hmm. who... It's the furthest thing from their mind of being their own boss, you know. So I love that it really painted this picture, much like that speaker back when I was in college, right, of what what the true story is and how, if you're going to board that entrepreneurial roller coaster, what your days would look like and how you have to be disciplined and get yourself back up. So um, that's a great book. The other book that I highly recommend, I do do a lot of talks on networking, and the book The Go-Giver is really, really good read. It's a short read. It has a couple of different series, of course, on like The Go-Giver for money and for leadership, but even just the original one, it really talks about when you're in business, integrity, authenticity, you know, putting other people first really go a long way, and Mm -hmm. I would say that's very true in terms of when you're you're in business, it can't be transactional. It really has to be more about relationship. It has to be relationship-driven. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. And of course, I've got to go with You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero and all of those books. They're just great motivation. I love her storytelling. And and really, it's like having a coach that's just telling you, okay, you've got, to, you've got this. You can do this. You can do this. So those are some of the books that I, I, I just recommend to people who are just going with it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one book that I actually read years ago, too, um, it's the... Um, all of a sudden, gosh, it left my mind, but is Gay Hendricks, I think, is The Big Leap, I think it is called, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's talking about how sometimes we self-limit ourselves for our own success, Mm -hmm. and why do we do that, and figuring out what those um, challenges are, and that was really good, too, and right, as you were talking, I had it in my head, and then all of a sudden, it went away. (laughs) That's what happens when you're (laughs) on live radio, right, but I think it's called The Big Leap, and um, it was really good, as well.
2: And I think um, the power of positive thinking. Another great Mm -hmm. book I would recommend, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's 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 a lot about what you said too about mindset and just being in that right frame of mind um, with whatever you're doing. You've got to have that that great attitude about it. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and I think, too, when you're talking about networking and relationships, I think that's one important thing that we could touch on for business owners, too, who are starting out and realizing, you know, first of all, it does take time to build those relationships, you know, so don't think that you start going to a networking group and it may, you know, happen right away. Um, But once Mm -hmm. you start building those relationships and you're able to help others, too, by knowing, oh, this person has a need and I know someone that can help and you're connecting them, you know, it often turns around and comes back to you as well, you know, because people want to help you too. And so, sure. you know, don't, don't get disappointed if you're going somewhere for a short period of time and you're not seeing results. It does take time. Yes. Yes. Time is everything. Right. Well, and I know we were talking about, you had mentioned you had a podcast too. And so I would love to hear mm-hmm. what is your podcast that's geared toward entrepreneurs? What do you talk about?
2: Sure. Sure. Uh, well, I launched an event, a live event here I mentioned earlier, called Social Connect Phoenix. And one of the items that I wanted to include in that live event was a panel. And the panel is called Success Over Struggle, where I interview three leaders, entrepreneurs in the community. And rather than talk about the success the success stories, I really do dive in and ask them, you know, what was that pivotal moment in your life that changed your whole trajectory or gave you some really great life lessons. And so what I decided to do was also take that and turn it into a podcast where I can dive in a little bit deeper with each of the speakers and and get to know a little bit more about them, their story, what's what's on the horizon for them and so forth. So I just finished up season two. And this is primarily um, a locally based podcast that supplements the event that I host here. But I really love these stories. You now I've had amazing speakers, leaders in the community, for instance, like I don't know if you've ever heard the brand, um, like State 48, the, you know, the owners of that, you know, I love being able to see how did you get your start? What did you learn in the process? What's that one story that you want Mm -hmm. to share to pick someone back up and inspire them to keep moving? So it's it's very motivational, but very storytelling driven too. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that helps too. You know, I was actually an author in two different books. They were compilation books. And the first one, Mm was more I kind of I call it kind of just like facts like my chapter was more on mistakes business owners make and how, you know, to avoid them. And actually that mm-hmm. would probably be good for those who are starting a business cuz I talk about some very specific things that, you know, make a difference when you're first starting out. Don't do this and, you know, if you do it, right. you know, this could be the the result. Um, and I like that one and it's great. It's very factual. But then the second one that I was in was called Navigating Entrepreneurship and it was more of our story and you know, how did we get in business? What were the mistakes that we made? And how would we, you know, encourage other people to do other things than what we did? And, you know, by learning from our mistakes, they can avoid them. And I think I like that one a little bit more just because it was more like my saying, okay, I made this mistake. I sometimes use my heart more than my head, you know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes I got burned because, you know, I trust people, I'm loyal, the same thing, you know. So, set boundaries. That was one of the things that I had recommended, set boundaries and we have to stick to them. And so, having those resources available, I think are helpful. And when people hear stories from other people, they can learn. Again, as we were talking about mentorship before, you can kind of learn from other people when you hear their stories too, whether it's a good story or a bad story, you know, that they have survived, you know, these obstacles. Um, And then it can help you through it, too. So I think anything like that, that you have those guests that you have, even if it was more for your local, you know, live show would really still be a benefit.
2: I yeah, I I have people from all over the world that listen to it. So it's not just because it's your local doesn't mean that, you know, the content isn't good. It's just it's just I chose to have it local. The other thing, too, I would say, Candy, is when people share their stories, it humanizes them, you know, where it's like if I'm running a networking event, you know, when I hear when I have guests, they're like, how did you get that person? That person's so hard to reach. They're untouchable. And I'm like, nobody's untouchable. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you, you know, these are all human beings. And I think we forget the fact that, you know, people are people. And, right. and that's what I'm really trying to share is, you know what, I've been able to get these people on my panel live in front of this audience. And you're going to hear that they are regular people just like you who have had tough times. They've had success stories. They've had it all. Every single mm-hmm. one of us.
0: You know, yeah, that's and so neat, true.
2: Me, that's what's inspiring because I don't ever want. I mean, I've been there. I've been there when I was leading, especially like the Mommy Club before, of being that person that's put up on the pedestal that is like the untouchable person that you know everybody is like, you're my role model, and I'm like, can I just come down? Like, can I just mm-hmm. tell you that it's not all champagne and roses? That I've actually struggled through this too. Like, that's what I want to share with people is that you know you may be looking at these people from afar, going, wow, they're super successful. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, realize that they've also had their struggles to get to that success.
1: Right. And while you were talking about that, too, it made me remember, you know, again, I had had a business coach a while ago, too. And one of the things she talked about was the imposter syndrome. And when you look at other people who are successful and then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, I can't do it because I don't have the expertise or I'm not as good as so and so. And it doesn't mean that you have to be at that same caliber either. There's still people who need you at whatever level you are, and then you'll grow to, you know, have that more expertise and experience and things like that, too. So, I think encouraging those entrepreneurs who really want to be starting out, or maybe they've just started out and they're feeling like they're really not who, you know, they wanted to be, that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yes, I actually just gave a little speech on the imposter syndrome today, and trust me when I say I've struggled with that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I think, yeah, a lot I think of us we, we all, all have. To that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a situation once when I was pretty new in business. I didn't even intend to be a business owner. You know, it happened someone asked me to help and I had a real job, quote unquote, you know, before I did this. And Um, I had a client that came to me that said, you know, the person who was helping me with my bookkeeping passed away and my account was sold to a CPA, but I know you, I'd really love you to help. And I went to pick up all the paperwork from the CPA and he literally looked down his nose at me and was like, well, what makes you think you're going to be able to do this job? You know, and Uh, I was uh feeling that, you know, when we had that and I had to realize, you know. I'm not a CPA, I'm not doing the type of work he does, but that doesn't mean that I can't do a good job at what I'm doing and people do like what I do and the services I provide are valuable. And I really had to go through that myself just to say, don't let him like kind of tear you down. Um, But at first I did feel that too, because I, I just felt like he was judging me and you know my age and you know just different things i wasn't the cpa and i think you know we all have to deal with things like that sometimes mhm
2: we do We do. I would say the most liberating feeling though, Candy, I've learned over the last several years is when I started building my personal brand, realizing that not everybody is going to like me, love me, any of that, that it was just Mm -hmm. that, you know what, the most liberating feeling is when you can put all that aside and go, who cares? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Love me, hate me, like me, I don't care. Like the people that are
1: meant to be in your corner, they show up. Right. And that's what you need to keep remembering. That's true. And like you said, it comes back to those relationships are being real and authentic. So people really know, you know, who you are. That's my thing, too. You know, I'm just I'm going to be me. You know, people know I'm a person of integrity. You know, if you're going to come to my company, you know, we're going to do the things legally. We're going to encourage you to do everything. Have your business licenses, you know, everything that you're supposed to do, Um, you know, we will help you with everything that needs to be done as much as possible so that it's, you know, all correct. But but, you know, you're you're getting someone who's honest. So if that's not what you want, we're not the right company for you. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? So. Right. And people are ultimately, I mean, it goes back to the people do business with people. So right. if they like you, they trust you, they know you, you're going to win that business because right. of who you are. Not because of what exactly. you do, but because of who you are.
1: That's so true. Well, we're coming actually to the end of the show, and I want to make sure we have enough time for you to talk about your grant, how people can apply. Um, So I would love for you to touch on that and any other resources that you have that you want to share again for them.
2: Sure, absolutely. So the grant is ideally for people who are just starting a business or maybe within their first year. They have an idea. They're maybe not in revenue yet. And people can apply for that. The deadline is September 10th, and it's being awarded September 15th and people can go to my website at tishamarieenterprises.com slash startups. So there's a page on the startups where it talks about the academy that I run and also the grant, and you can apply and, and grab the application from there. The other resources that I wanted to share is we mentioned, you know, some different groups. There is a fantastic group that I'm a part of on Facebook called Entrepreneurs and Startups. I'm actually looking at it right now. They have over 100,000 members all around the world, and it's, I've, feel like it's a very uh, supportive environment. You can ask questions. People always respond. Uh, really, really great resource for people, and it's free. The other thing that I mentioned earlier on in the show is Happy Neighborhood Project. And if you go to com slash networking, you will see every event that they have. They're all on Zoom They utilize the breakout session, and they're free. So if you're trying to build your business, even if your business has no boundaries, like a lot of us are doing things across state borders and so forth, then jump into any of those networking groups. They have a worldwide meeting that also meets uh, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time that has over 200 attendees each week. So really, really great to be able to network with people but also meet people in a more intimate environment. As I mentioned, you're not Mm -hmm. meeting 200 people. You're meeting you know, six people within those two sessions that you have. So potentially 12 people, 12 new connections that you have that you can foster the relationship with and keep going. So right. those are, those are definitely some, some resources. And of course, people can find me at Tisha Marie enterprises or Tisha They both go to the same place. So I share every single Every single week, I was mentioning, Cammy that I have a couple of books out. I decided I wanted to continue my story. So every single Monday, I release another story that's more present day and a rule of life lesson to continue the journey and leave the legacy for my kids. So people are really getting a sense of who I am and the stories that I'm sharing as a result of just those quick videos and stories that I'm sharing on the blog
1: hmm. Well, and I'm sure they would find all that information helpful. And do you have, again, any um, like LinkedIn or Facebook you want to share how people can find you there? Yes, too? Yes,
2: absolutely. Um, I'm on all of those platforms, but LinkedIn is really my go to place. So people can find me on LinkedIn. It's just my name if they look up Tisha Marie Pelletier and connect with me. Definitely drop me a message, though. If I get a lot of It'd be great to see. If you listened to the show, if it resonated with you, I'd love to hear some feedback. Um, But LinkedIn for sure.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Tisha, so much for being a guest on my show today. I really appreciate your being here.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: Well, and I want to thank the listeners also for tuning into the show. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about how to get started in business, the essentials that you need to succeed. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Tisha at any of the links she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abnp.com. And remember to go apply for that grant. Uh, And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is business succession planning. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, Tune in. TuneIn. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week.
0: Thank you for listening to BizHelp For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.